welcome to the Collective Podcast. Um, today we have Jan Orso on. Um, he's a concept artist, and um, I guess that's what you would call yourself, right? Is that what you're going by now? It's concept artist. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Concept designer, concept artist, illustrator, anything really. Yeah, he's he's a, when you see his work, he's a man of like many different skill sets, and he uses many different platforms and different programs. It's really cool. He's a bit of a hybrid. I think he's been doing this stuff for a while, so. He uses strengths from different programs to get um, really awesome imagery. Uh, he's worked uh, on Assassin's Creed at Ubisoft, and um, he's worked on uh, numerous Star Wars games, right, with Lucas? Yes, yeah, yeah many, many that we'll never see the light of day. <laughs> so unfortunate. I really want to talk about that, too, yeah. and your whole thoughts and feelings on all that, and, you know because that's super unfortunate i can't imagine the amazing imagery that they paid for you to do and that you slaved for it and you can't even either show it or it won't be seen you know so it's unfortunate but yeah he's a so you you're you're from germany like you said right yes i uh born and bred in germany and um what part of germany um actually a, a really really small town um near munich about half an hour outside of munich yes okay I hear Munich's really, really beautiful. I haven't been there. It is. But. It is very nice. It's um, well, the, the the how do you say the the attractive the, the attraction of Munich is that it's not much of a city. It's very flat. It's very spread out. You have no skyscrapers. Uh, a very very uh, like a lot of historical buildings and, and, and yeah, it's very nice. Very yeah. Nice it's all the store all the the buildings are like kind of I, I i've only been to europe once and i went to berlin and okay. man i fucking love berlin dude that's yeah it's, it's it's very different Oof. though it's very different yeah i hear that i hear berlin's got a lot of really old money and i not um uh, munich has a lot of old money a lot of money and then uh yeah. like berlin is is on its way of doing that <laughs> yeah but um it's full of culture and life and art and, and creativity and really yeah. just beautiful people it was, it was amazing so that's cool so you come from berlin or not from berlin but outside <laughs> a turn a, a town on the outskirts of munich and then he's now in uh, singapore right now which i want to ask you kind of a bit about that as well and so you're not afraid of traveling around and stuff and no nope. you've been in this game for a long time now haven't you uh, you mean the, the, the concept industry? Yeah, concept just doing art for people. Uh, no, stuff, I mean, no? We, can, we can talk about that actually also, but because sure. I think my, the, the way how, or my life story and, and how I uh, got into this is probably quite unusual, at least different from the people you usually have on your podcast. Yeah, I'd love to hear so, it. Um, yeah, so uh, actually in the beginning, I just wanted to say a big thank you to you and uh, oh, for yeah. bringing me on. It's it's quite an honor to be uh, one of the many uh, people you interviewed for this podcast. And uh, I, it's like a who's who, and then suddenly there's me. So um, oh, shut up. Thank you very much. No, <laughs> no you will see it. It's it's. Uh, I'm quite. I'm you. Pro- I'm probably the guy that has the least experience out of all the people you have on your podcast. But um, we can. We have some time to talk about that. Yeah, I think you're underselling yourself, but I think every uh, everybody that comes on the podcast says that it's funny and it's uh it's cool. I mean, it's it's interesting that it, that it gives that feeling off to people, but it's more for me. It's not necessarily like having these like crazy hard hitting people. It's it's more for for me and the people that I think that get a kick out of this listening to us yammer on about stuff is more about everybody's journey and. 
yeah. you know, what you've done to get there and, and how you've accomplished what you have and, and, and whatever. And so if it's a, if it's in a short amount of time, then you've obviously, um, figured out the right way to do what you're aiming for, you know, and make it happen. And, and it's awesome. So, but I mean, thank you for coming on. I, for those who are listening, we, I hit him up on Facebook and I was like, dude, your art's sick. Like, come, let's come have a chat with me. I want to know, I want to know more, more, I want to know more about you. And I'm sure, um, you would make a really fun podcast. So we've been kind of balancing times and dates because he's in Singapore. We're on totally different time schedules. I think you're in the future, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, eight o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah, it's 11 o'clock PM for me in, in San Diego. So we're in totally different time schedules, but, um, yeah, man. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. And it's really cool, dude. Your art, your art and what you're doing is, is rad and it's, yeah. So shut up. <laughs> okay it's, uh, should we i don't know what's best to, to to start with um let's go ahead and start with um how you got into this stuff i mean were you yeah, were you so doing were you, were you just, well, we have a bit of time so i can i can do the long sure. the long story yeah. um so a lot of people that i or a lot of people that i i know about and that i now that i know more people through your podcast um, it really, there's often a pattern of, um, oh, I really love art and I love drawing and I draw since I'm like five years old and then when I was 20 or whatever, I got into the industry and now they're like, uh, I'm 31 now. Okay. So um, We're close. I'm 30, of, I'm 30 years old, so we're close yeah, in age. Yeah, a lot of people like, like, like you are, the, like I, I just listened to the Pablo Gonzalez one, he's 29 or whatever, mm-hmm. but you guys have been doing this for quite some time and... Um, I've actually only been in this industry for like four and a half years, four years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, in the film so, industry, yeah. A lot of a lot of people these days who get in, they get in like 21, 22, and then by the time they Bastards. are 21, they're like they have like 10 years experience. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, back to to me. Um, I don't have that much experience, and I, um, yeah, I guess I I liked drawing as a kid, but I didn't really do anything with it. Um, looking back, I actually consumed a lot of the same things that that you guys read. I was totally into into manga and anime that got really big about 15 years ago in Germany, and um, so I consumed a lot of that. Um, traditionally, we get more of the the, the Franco-Belgian comic scene, like um, Asterix, or um, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of those kind of really like uh, funny kid-oriented comics. Um, I then got a bit deeper into it and looked for stuff like um, the Inkal and that kind of stuff. So that yeah. was Mobius stuff. Yeah, a really impressive uh, like stuff that really inspired me. I didn't. The thing is, with that inspiration, I didn't really do anything. I just consumed lots and lots of it. <laughs> so you just remember, like a fan. Uh, I remember that. Um, I mean, I was one of those like I was not a complete shut-in. I would spend I would spend a lot of time outside with my friends, but then I remember a couple of times or many times where I was just going through my dad's like video collection of like VHS tapes, and instead of going out with them for like a bike ride, I would stay home and watch Aliens or whatever. <laughs> I was only ten years old, and I got oh. busted a couple of times. So my my parents were pretty strict in terms of, or I mean Germany is pretty strict in terms of. Um, yeah, like uh, age restrictions for movies or whatever. So yeah. I was sitting there watching Aliens. I was like 10 years old. And then my, my dad got in and he's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so I have lots of these kind of memories of my childhood, actually. Um, I was reading a lot and 
like playing video games, I guess, uh, on my on my NES or whatever. Um, so I did a lot of that. Nothing really brought me into like questioning, like oh, like what is behind those video games? What is behind the movies? Right? I mean, I love watching like Jurassic Park and all that stuff in cinema, but. For me, it was like, okay, there's some sort, of, some some magicians must be behind the behind the scenes who do that stuff, and um, I guess I was never in that, like in maybe in, in LA or whatever, you have more exposure to the entertainment industry and you have more people working in that industry. But in Munich and in my environment, I really didn't have anybody. I didn't know anybody. There was no big movie industry like mm. uh, locally there, so I was just, yeah. I was just kind of like living life and and like m like making movies or ma help make video games was never really like anything that I would really consider like being able to do. Um, so then I actually I, I graduated from high school a bit late because I was a horrendous student. <laughs> so I was already like twenty when I graduated from high school, and then. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the school system in Germany is is much different from the states, from what I understand. Actually, I mean, it was really my it's fault. Like trade school but, too, right? Oh, we have that really strong trade school yeah. like system. Yeah. Can you explain so, that to people that don't know what the trade school system okay. is? Um, so we have it's really it's really twofold. Um, for the first four years, everybody goes to elementary school, um, and then really it depends on on the grades in your final year if you can go on to a regular high school or what, I guess outside you would understand as a regular high school that would lead into a university mm -hmm. but if you're not good enough you will actually be um, I mean you can't say downgraded but it's unfortunately unfortunately the reputation that a lot of uh, a lot of those schools have it's like a, you, you, you you being forced into participating like into going into a trade school system that goes until about your 15 mm -hmm. and then it kind of feeds into all the yeah into the trade and if you if you become a baker or if you become like a mechanic or whatever like a nurse that's kind of um the the, the way you would you would um go um i mean they advertise it as oh you have many chances of like jumping from the trade school into the high school if your grades are good enough but unfortunately i think in reality not many people are able to make that jump so it's 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 always a big part of the debate. I mean, we need those trade jobs uh, for sure, but um, it feels like other countries that really push hard, especially in Asia, like like Korea, Japan, and even Singapore, they're pushing really hard that everybody goes to high school and everybody has a university degree, right? So it's uh, I mean it's it has good and bad aspects, but yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's really. I was I wasn't that bad that I had to go to a trade school, but I, I was always in in high school. But yeah, um, I was pretty bad. I didn't want to study, and I couldn't really excite myself for anything. But I, I think I'm the um, that's how it goes. I think in high school. Yeah. Uh, so I had to repeat a couple of classes. Then I would instead of graduating with 18, I graduated when I was 20. So um, at that point though I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, high school really doesn't give you any perspective anywhere in the world, I think. Um, so I was just looking around and my grades were too, like not good enough to go for any of the like prestigious jobs, like I don't know, becoming a doctor or like a lawyer or whatever. And um, so I mean, I, I know I was interested in like cultures and, and, and uh, East Asia in particular. So. I thought, hey, let's let's sign up for Japanese studies. Like, 
I just take a, like a year off and try to figure out what I'm going to do. Sure. Right? And then, um, yeah, but I kind of got stuck there. I had at the end of the year, a lot of good friends and a lot of good teachers in Japanese studies. So it was like, hey, just let's let's see where this goes, right? So it's like it's, learning the language and the culture at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So a big part of it is is, is language studies, and um, but also at least in the first two ter- in the first four terms in the first two years, it's um, you're getting just exposed to lots of different parts aspects of Japanese, yeah, of Japan. So politics, religion, history, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's a crazy place. Sorry? It's a crazy place. Yeah, it's very crazy and very interesting, right? Yeah. So, I mean, up to then, I have never been there, but I was like, hey, let's, let's see. And then part of the study is going to Japan. And I was like, hey, cool, I get a free ticket to Japan and, and I get cool. like a scholarship or whatever. So I was like, hey, that's cool. So I actually managed to get a scholarship. And then um, after two years, I went to Japan, actually, and lived there for about a year. Um, lived in Osaka and, and studied there at the university. And That's cool. Well, studying is a bit, yeah. It was kind of hard to do that while you were there. Yeah, it was just like having parties and just enjoy the country, travel around, and <laughs> just uh, because you you it's it's um, I don't know. On top, it, it it might look very similar to a lot of I don't know modern other other modern countries, but it's it's a very different, a very different um, culture, a very different country. Yeah. So I, I got really absorbed in that and and. It was an amazing experience, and um, unfortunately, I had to go back um, to uh, to Germany to just okay. finish my degree. I couldn't stay there, so it was just like an exchange program. Yeah. So, but the the, the good thing, and that has like really shaped that that really has shaped my my view of of yeah of life and everything. Has I mean, I met my future wife there for once, but. Um, through that exchange program, I met people from like 30 different countries, mm-hmm. and many of them I'm still good friends. That's cool. And, to this date, so and I don't know this kind of this this, this um, environment of, of really international like this really international environment of people from everywhere and getting to to know and understand each other and each other's cultures was really like one of the big things that um, that yeah that shaped my life after that. Yeah. That's a, big, that's a big um, experience, you know, for anybody. Yeah. That's really cool that they had such a program for you to experience, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was I was really in Germany. It's like full of Germans, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so you didn't get much, don't get much much exposure in that in that um, sense. But so after that, I just had to go through um, having a long distance relationship with my wife, with my girlfriend at that time, and she's Japanese. And, uh, she's Korean. Okay. But, yeah, as far away as, as Japan, right? So yeah, I was yeah. finishing my degree, and at that point, I really, I really hated it. But I was like, I was like four years in. I was like, okay, I'll do another year, and then I have my master's degree, and then, um, so I just, just finished it up. And um, after I graduated, um, my wife was working in Hong Kong, and then she was working in Singapore after that. So I. Um, I, I spent a couple of months a year in Hong Kong as well, mm-hmm. but then I was supposed to go there, um, but then, well, she changed jobs, and so she ended up in Singapore, and I was like, okay, I'll just, it uh, doesn't really matter if I go to Hong Kong or Singapore, right, so I'll, I'll, I'll join her. 
so that was the the academic part of my my life so far because after that I didn't really do much with academics anymore so all this while while I was studying I was actually earning money by and paying my 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 rent and my um, fees my tuition fees with the I was kind of like a self-taught graphic designer so I was doing what was I doing um like websites um like like print material nothing fancy I was never particularly good at it honestly mm-hmm. uh, but as because I was self-taught I had no formal education in design or anything I was just kind of like winging it for like eight or nine eight or nine years up to that point so I, st- I started that when I was like 17 just got a copy of like Photoshop 4 Photoshop 5 from a friend and just kind of just taught myself hmm. um, and then yeah it took this really long while to just get anywhere where I could get employed and I had a part-time job and it was kind of like okay but it didn't really lead anywhere I wasn't get I wasn't getting better or anything I was just I don't know cutting out like buttons and stuff that was all before the CSS revolution and the blogs came about it was just really pushing pixels around and it was it was quite boring so <laughs> but hey it made money I was making a lot more money than a lot of my friends who were like waiting tables and, and stuff like the usual like student jobs so I was I was spared that um, so I had my fancy degree in, in Japanese, right? I, I was I was able to speak quite okay and read read okay. Um, I wasn't be I don't think I would be able to get a job in, in Japan though. Uh, I'm not that fluent, especially now. But so I was like, I have no idea what to do with my life. I'm like 26 and I have no clue. Yeah. I have that degree in Japanese, which doesn't really get me anywhere, and I can do a bit of like web design. So um, by by chance, what do parents I think of all this stuff? <laughs> Actually, my parents are pretty. They're pretty cool with that. Um, I was never like really. I never really had to um, like take money from them after I, I moved out. I moved out when I was like twenty, okay. twenty-one. Um, so I never really had to ask for money, or I had, like um, I never was dependent on them really. So they were fine as long as really I was happy and I was just doing what I liked doing. So they were really cool with that. They didn't really get too involved. Um, I think at times though they were like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Like, at least I had a degree that was pretty important to them. So it's like, okay, just finish school and at least you have a degree. And I mean, looking back, it's really, I mean, in our industry, nobody cares about the degree. It's just yeah. uh, if you if you want to live abroad, what the immigration officer cares about is just the degree. So. Having that master's degree has opened a lot of doors and has spared me a lot of trouble oh, okay. um, by moving around. So yeah, so I was was it I was then at that point in Singapore in two thousand eight, and I was yeah again doing like a little bit of like web design just to, to earn some money, and and I was getting further and further away though from the from the art aspect of it more towards like marketing that's where the company pushed me and i wasn't really interested in that so again i was yeah. like 27 28 and i was like what the f-? like where's <laughs> this going where's this really going all this while i was like um all the Norman dvds came out and 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 that was like in the 2000s in the early 2000s and i was watching like i was watching stuff of like feng drawing his robots and and i don't know james klein doing his mad paintings and i was like hey that's awesome i want to do that yeah but I mean, the normal DVDs—they are what they are. Some are good, some are not so good, and they're really meant for the professional, not for the complete 
like um, amateur, like I was. Yeah. So it, there weren't much help. I just saw these people put this together, and I'm like, how the hell are they doing that? Like, there was <laughs> magic behind that. So I started watching those DVDs, trying to draw something, but I saw, okay, there's not getting anywhere. I might as well not do it. And then, I don't know, life gets busy. You study for exams, dropped it and picked it up again. And so I did that for quite a while. Um, didn't really go anywhere, but it was kind of, I think it was in the back of my mind all, all the while. Yeah. So I think it was at one point in 2010 where my boss at that time said, so he, he was a good guy, so he was like, um, my, he was t he was talking to me like, okay, obviously you're not happy here, right? How can I help you like find what you want to do? Like, oh, that's cool. Like, what's your dream? That's he basically asked. And I said like, like I don't know, I was talking out of my ass, and I was like, I want to work for George Lucas, and, and because I knew that they had an office in Singapore, and then he's like, so why don't you do that? And I was like. But I don't like. I tried to find excuses, but he was like, "Bullshit!" Like here, I give you. He he gave me six months of fully paid salary to basically go out there and find what I want to do. Wow! So I was looking around for like, okay, I guess the best, the first way in getting in there would be okay. Find out, find out where's a good good school for for what I want to do. And I looked around Singapore at that time because my wife was was living there and. Um, as well and and she had a good job and so didn't want to just ditch everything i i found out about art center i guess but i was like okay i don't think i can afford a quarter million in tuition fees and this and yeah. that <laughs> so that's a bit hardcore and i didn't really want to move to the states at that point um so i i looked around the art schools in, in singapore and there wasn't really anything there was a lot of like animation degrees where they i don't know teach you like flash and all sorts of really old shitty stuff <laughs> nothing was really geared into feeling like into the into the entertainment industry so by pure chance i don't know how i found it out but i had i don't know like a like a book around with like some concept artists and stuff and then over like one night i just found out about fangs like uh, fangs school here in singapore he just set up like a year earlier and i was like hey that's exactly what i want to do so the next morning i went to school and i was like hey i want to sign up and I talked to some teachers and to some of the, the admin administrators there and yeah i mean the week later i signed up for that it was it, it, it's it, it ate it ate up all my savings and everything i had so by the end of it i was in debt but <laughs> it was the best decision one of the best decisions i made in my life so far yeah so um yeah obviously clicked with it so yeah so i i quit my job and and um, yeah, I went to school basically at, when I was 28. Um, and I don't know, but like looking back at it, it's like it's a, such a weird uh, decision I made because I couldn't really draw. Like my entrance portfolio was, was terrible. Like wow. you know, like some monkey who could who couldn't who couldn't hold a pen. Um, and I don't know why I made that decision. I don't know why my wife let me make that decision. <laughs> Good for her. Also, <laughs> Yeah, there was no basis of like, okay, he can do that. I'm trusting him, right? It was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I knew I knew that my my current job had no future, so I was like, okay, might as well just like risk it, right? So, and then what followed was like one year of just crazy work. I mean, I didn't believe them when they told me, yeah, you're gonna have to like sleep two hours like a day or whatever, and then the rest you have to work. <laughs> so, but it was that and. 
most often it was like no sleep at all. So for one year, really nonstop, it was just crazy boot camp. Um, and yeah, by the end of it, um, I was totally destroyed, and my like my like, just physical and mentally, I was completely destroyed. And um, because I was studying with a lot of people who were like 20, 21 or whatever, right? So, um, but there was another guy, he was uh, from the States and he was 36. He was a, he was a, what was he? Like a real estate agent or whatever. And like an old, like, um, like elementary school friend from Fangs. And I mean, he did it. So I was like, okay, I can do this as well, right? That's cool. So in the end, really, like it was a grad show and then yeah, the like the, the producer from from Lucas Arts dropped me his name card and, and told me to give him a call, and that that was that. And then like two months later, I was I was working on, on some Star Wars games. So wow, that was really my entrance. At that point, I was already twenty nine. So um, damn, dude. looking back, I'm I'm only in the industry for like two and a half years now. That's crazy. Yeah, you've. I mean, if you're saying, if you're being honest, and you said that you didn't really know how to draw really before this school, and then I, I should post those images I drew. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it was like Scott Robertson's uh, uh, like draw through technique, and then like, and then yeah, that looked really terrible. So. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it's cool to see that through due diligence and hard work that great things come of it. I'm a firm believer in that. That's how I came to be so yeah. but my year wasn't at fang zoo it was at prologue the company prologue oh you did it on the job okay. i did it on the job yeah so because i didn't i wanted to go to to art center as well but i was super poor i grew up super poor i had no money so yeah so i had to do it a different way but that's good good for you man yeah it's, it's kind of weird i still don't know how i ended up here it's just i guess because the, the the whole like believing in talent and that kind of thing just went out the window, honestly. Oh, yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, yeah. There, there's still a few people who just, um, I guess, they're just very sensible to to yeah, I don't know, to visuals. And I mean, not everybody can be a Jamie Jones, but um, you can you can make up for a lot of it just by purely by hard work. So yeah. I think hard hard work is, is so valuable, you know. Yeah. I, I think that if you put two people in a room and, and one is, is lazy but gifted, quote unquote, and then the other one isn't as gifted but he works really hard, I'd rather have the guy that works hard in my corner, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because even if he's not able to, to rock out stuff that as is as amazing, at least he will get there, you know, and yeah. like through trying. Maybe that's just, I relate to that because that's where I come from. But yeah, that's crazy. When I look at your work too, what speaks to me um, more than most anything is your compositions and your way of, uh, you give a lot of space. You really, you really, I don't know if you realize it, but maybe it's your design um, sensibility coming into your, your concept, but your, your sensibility of, of composition and allowing space to push the viewer's eye makes it really interesting. Um, for almost Thank all, you. almost all your like, especially landscapes. So, yeah, it's, it's fucking wicked, dude. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I, I I realized that because I think when I went to FZD to Fengzhou School, um, what really helped me learn that stuff fast was at least me telling myself, oh, I don't know anything about design, or like, I don't know anything about drawing. Yeah. So I could soak everything up that he was teaching me, and I was really starting from zero, but. 
the the longer it went on, the more I realized that I can actually pull a lot of a lot of knowledge from yeah my previous graphic design jobs. Actually, a lot of I mean, there's a lot of commonalities like between these dis different disciplines. It's very much so. so. Yeah, it's it's, it's very good. composition, design space. Um, you know, yeah, but you have a really strong sense of of where to put the viewer's eye. And that's what that's what captured me instantly. I think Fang knows that as well. Um, and there's there's not a lot of guys that are able to do it. And the reason why I love that so much is is when I look at concept art, um, there's so many talented people, but yeah. some of the talented people don't understand design necessarily. They don't understand like you don't have to perfect every pixel. Like it's good to leave some either unfinished or leave the composition to be less centric you know and that's something that i have to remind myself all the time and it's just cool when you see it for a guy that looks like for you it's it comes naturally it's really cool because it really helps your work stand out amongst the crowd for me um i can kind of tell in a lineup of, of work i can i can tell um your piece because of that it's a you have a certain type of style which is cool oh thanks which is great man and it's like it's really interesting to hear too because like you're saying how you've just kind of started so the promise from you is going to be ridiculous so yeah <laughs> I, I hope so yeah it's just uh now it's now so. it's like the hard part actually because it's now it's the hard part yeah <laughs> why <laughs> the, the hard part is is i don't know being patient and really perfecting your craft and just staying with it and yeah it's it's i mean a lot of the people that like i know like um, recently we have been quite fortunate to have some more high profile concept artists coming to singapore and setting up their their like yeah their home here so because before it was just really there were like not many internationally really well known ones um but now we have like Ben Mauro and, and Eduardo Pena or whatever coming here. So these guys are similar or younger in age and, and they have like so much experience. So it's 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 so interesting to, to hang out with these guys and, and hear their stories and how they go about things. And I feel like I still need quite a couple of years just to, to I don't know, have a similar professionalism and, and, and yeah. And, skills right it's it's in the end it's a lot about motor skills sure and the more you do it the better you're going to be so yeah it's all miles you know with this stuff yeah. that's that's the beautiful exactly. thing about art is it's all super honest you know so it's just it you know it's all about the hours that you put in you know that's how you get it back so but that's good that you're humbled by it and i think if you're feeling that now you should always feel that you know you should always feel that yearning for being better and trying to up your game and, and, and be the best that you can because the day that you stop trying to do that it's like why even do it you know so you should be always challenged by your by your friends peers and everything else you you mentioned that it's kind of hard for you or um, being out in singapore because there's not a, a central hub but don't you feel that the internet provides like a significant amount of um, substance for you or do you feel it's key and, and essential for it, it you. It does. I mean, it, it, in, in a sense, yeah, you don't need to be really anywhere close. You can be on a, on a farm somewhere in, in, in Russia, and as long as you have an internet connection, you can still be part of the community. But I don't know. I think 
a lot if you really want to 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 play with the big boys and in, in hollywood i think it's still quite crucial that i don't know you, like you have an office there or you, can, you are physically there that you can have directors or production designers come by and you can just meet people and you go around the corner and then suddenly you have crazy craziest concept artists in the world just like having a coffee there so that kind of stuff just i think it's still the, the face-to-face -face thing is still quite important sure uh, of course especially in, in, in hollywood so it's sometimes i feel like i'm i'm losing out by by being here mm -hmm. but um i don't know on the other hand i also feel there's i don't know there's a lot of promise in asia and that in that in that um in that sense in this entertainment industry so i think so it's, it's a big of yeah. a bit of a boom that's occurring from what i'm seeing yeah right it's, it's gonna take some time they still have they still don't get like the creative industries artists they're still horrendously undervalued <laughs> and um, not appreciated at all so yeah. it's, it's it's gonna take some time to convince them so yeah it's yeah. a different culture different whole yeah. different understanding yeah yeah it's i mean if you compare the cultural differences between like france and china it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, have, you have pretty stark differences when it comes to creativity and artistic you know freedom yeah. and all that kind of stuff but are you gonna stay out there for a while um, well i we have been my wife and i have we have been asking this question have, have been asking each other this question a lot of times um, how much longer are we going to stay in Singapore? Are we going to stay, I don't know, two years longer, five years? But honestly, there were there were a couple of times um, where we were almost leaving. Like, I got a job offer from the UK and then a job offer from Montreal. So it's like, should we go? Should we not go? And, and pros and cons. And it's it's not just, I mean, you have also family, right? So it's not just you yourself who makes that decision anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... Honestly, don't know. There's still, I still want to go to, back to, to Japan and, and, and live there for a while. That's cool. Um, the problem is always like, I mean, if, if we're both foreigners in the country, right, it's always a big issue of like, how are we legally allowed to stay there without working there, right? Because I'm not too keen and my wife is not too keen to work in a Japanese company. And um, if I do my freelance thing, right, how how will I really be set up there? And then, I mean, there's lots of lots of different issues. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like I'm more interested in in, in Northeast Asia and in, in staying in Korea, staying in Japan, and, and living there for a while more than more though than I'm interested in staying in the States or somewhere in North America. The weird thing is, I've never been there. I've been to Toronto, but that is not really the most like the how they say the most representative city in North America. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but I think at one at one point I'm gonna end up there anyway, so but I don't know. Not I guess not for now. Not for now. Yeah. Well I mean, you know, it seems like you're gonna make your way no matter what. So and if you're out there with like Fang and, and I think Fang's doing a lot of stuff out there too. Oh, yeah, he's easy. Yeah, he's how that guy's man, what the hell dude? that guy powered by like the by the, the power of like a million people <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah he's a machine, he's he, a machine. he really is yeah, huh? the, school, the school is doing really well and we still now we stay in contact and we just had like a gallery show uh, i think ubisoft did a gallery show in using the fcd like space and it was pretty interesting so yeah whatever is going on around entertainment design blah 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 it's it always to some degree involves things so yeah, he's busy. 
that's good you know like running running such a big thing i can't imagine the amount of pressure that is to to oh, run, yeah. run a school it's like oh yeah it's and it's crazy. growing like every 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 couple of months it's like growing and they have now they have i think i mean when i studied there they had about 10 people for every intake yeah. now they have 30 so it's that's great though it's yeah. cool to show like you said i think it's a sign of things have changed and, yeah. and as long as the people that are coming out of there are, are thinking creative contributing characters of the field i think it's going to be good you know so yeah what do you think of the film industry as of now like have you seen any good movies that you like or you know are you still uh, are you I still mean, a nostalgic kind of guy where you just can continue i mean I'm, i grew Alien? up in the 80s and yeah me too that's the that's the era i absolutely love so to some degree, it's weird because there was so much shit that were coming out in the 80s. Unbelievable. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But I don't know. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in Hollywood these days. It's, I mean, the production values, everything is unmatched. But I, I, I don't know. It's just, I just, I guess it's difficult to, to like, have, like, um, to, to bet on something new when, the thing costs 250 million dollars they have to have some kind of guaranteed like return yeah so um, i guess if i want to look for innovation and, and, and new things but i guess hollywood is just the wrong place to look at it's a weird um, business that it's it, it's weird and it's overblown and blah blah but yeah. i mean if i want to have a good time i guess i'll still choose a hollywood movie if i want to have a spectacle and everything yeah um but I don't know, I get more and more, I guess, I don't know, as I'm getting older, I'm getting more and more irritated. <laughs> I guess I'm not I'm not the target audience anymore. I mean, yeah, I think right, I, I said yeah. publicly that I hated Pacific Rim. Um, <laughs> it looks fun and it's, it's it's the fights that is awesome, but yeah. I'm getting so irritated by the, the writing, the actors, the, everything else, basically. Yeah. What's going on in the movie is just kind of dreadful for me to look at. So, yeah. Um, and I have that more and more often, but <coughs> I balanced it out by watching a lot of, yeah, a lot of weird European movies. So yeah, I love weird European really movies. Kind of, <laughs> so those are the ones that I really enjoy watching and I, can, I really want to focus on. Do you think so, it's because you're jaded and older now, or what is it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I watched a lot of. <coughs> sorry, sorry, I watched a lot of. Um, I rewatched a lot of movies that I thought as a kid were really cool, and it's kind of like hit and miss. Some of them are really like they still hold up. I mean, Indiana Jones is gonna hold up no matter what. Yeah, uh, amazing but then film. A lot of yeah, a lot of like cheap action movies with lots of explosions that I really liked as a kid. Now I'm I'm watching it. I'm like, this is so terrible. Predator like, two. <laughs> Predator Two, yes. <laughs> but Predator One is is, is it has some uh, really cheesy it's, moments, but it's it's it for some reason I think it's nostalgia, but it's it's so fucking good. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Like uh, it knows like, itself and it, res it understands that world. I think you know, like it doesn't I mean, try to be often, something else. My friends say like, oh, like stop being so critical and, and <laughs> why the movies, right? Well, you're like, sensitive, you know. It's good to be should, sensitive. Like, don't expect like a Citizen Kane kind of story from. <laughs> robots but i'm like i don't i don't 
want the Citizen Kane story. I just want something that's like not too embarrassing. Like Predator has no fucking story. It's just a couple of guys with big muscles <laughs> going to the jungle shooting shit. And I'm like, hey, yeah. I bet it works so well, right? Yeah, I mean, so, a, yeah. a good example of like kind of a, a, a subpar script, but made into a, a given to the right director that did a really great job is like Alien, you know, with Ridley Scott or. You know, oh, like yeah. you know, like your friends will say you can't expect like a citizen's Kane's <laughs> thing out of robots. I mean, go watch Blade Runner. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you know, like there, it's it's definitely possible. Um, yeah. The only reason I ask you this is because we're of the same age. We come from the same era, um, different parts of the world. But there's a weird thing that's happening, at least internally for me and a lot of my friends and people I know. Um, and maybe it's I think some of it's nostalgia. Um, some of it is that we just don't understand what's happening either to ourselves and how we just, just devour these, this content that's fed to us. Um, but I think it's just really interesting, you know, I, for me, it just I constantly think about it because I study film, like constantly. I'm always listening to director commentary and, mm -hmm. and it's not easy to make this content um, and to be original about it um, yeah. because so much of the real estate's already taken, you know. And, and I'm sure you know that as well. Um, even which, which is interesting, is even with your art, there's a lot of artists that have, that do the similar kind of stuff. Oh yeah. But, yeah. but, but you still, you're still managing to have your own twist on it, which is interesting too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's important, you know. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, when we look about, we when we look at our contribution to these big projects, we're just a cog in the wheel of this massive yeah, thing, you know. Yeah. And so. The thing I have a problem with is is I don't like to just be a complaining person. Um, you know, you gotta be the change that you want to see in this this world. You know, so then it's like then I get really aggro because I have to start thinking about like the responsibility it takes to like try and make a good film. You know, and, yeah. and <laughs> try and make that yeah, happen. I'm I'm also easy to complain, right? And then in the end, we all are. <laughs> yeah, in in the end, right? I mean, in the end, I, I also contribute to big projects, and I'm being asked by my <clears throat> but the producer to just do what has been done 10 times before and in the end yeah we'll just all do it um and so with the movies as well right and yeah it's whatever the producers bet. want whatever the studios want is going to be made and um that are it's it's not even like the director's fault i think in many in many uh, cases right it's yeah. easy to say well, it's yeah. bad but like no, he's not. Right? Look at the movies he, he's made, right? Just because he has one, one, uh, one that is not so good, right? Then don't write him off. It's, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, we should, we should, we are kind of the next generation, really. Off. We really, yeah, exactly. And and the way that the system's changing so much, um, it's really interesting. We're we're in a really interesting place, I think, within the industry where um, it's the first time um, ever that we're able to get fan propelled um content through via kickstarter or whatever what have you yeah. um so that gives a lot more power to the actual creatives um and fans that are into this kind of stuff can not just go buy a 20 12 dollar ticket to see a movie but now they can support like an artist creating something and just a prime example is alex preston who i had on the podcast um a couple episodes ago where he was he um did a kickstarter and he was just incredibly successful which is so amazing and so happy for him and it's 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 situations like that it's it's people that want to make their own stuff or their own content and people are able to support them 
through different means now and this is showing that there's a whole different way of um that things are going to be able to get made you know and it's really interesting to me um to see where this is all going to go yeah. um because yeah you know like we can only complain so much until somebody's like okay fuck it like i'm gonna go and make my own stuff exactly. and you know and and it's and it's easier said than done you know like it's incredibly challenging you know so i have a couple really close friends that are like incredibly close to being huge directors and it's it's interesting just hearing their trials and tribulations and their daily um issues you know and and, and the things that they have to go through so yeah, but it's it's interesting, and that's what I want to talk to you about because you know we come from the same era and the nostalgia of things. You know, like I I still can watch like Home Alone, and I still enjoy it because like I grew up watching it. That's, it's not that's a, my guilty pleasure as well. Like. Yeah, exactly. We have guilty <laughs> pleasure, so I have to th I have to sit there and go like, well, maybe this film is the guilty pleasure to a kid now. You know, and is this film really bad? You know, or is it just the nostalgia of things? So it's, it gets really tricky for me, but sure. I, I think for me, it's like you said it perfectly. It's like we're outgrowing it. Like I wasn't a huge Fincher fan growing up, but now I am, you know, like I wasn't a Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean, I was, I loved Fight Club, but I wasn't yeah. like, you know, I think the first movie that really struck me as a kid that blew my mind away um, that I can remember was like American Beauty. I watched it like seven times in the theater I was yeah. a young kid when that came out, but it was the first time, I mean, I, you know, of course I'm a huge fan of Star Wars and all that shit, but it was the first time that a movie that I had seen was allowed to see, um, had that weird sensibility, you know, it was just this weird, just kind of hit a weird note and it might've just been perfect timing for me, you know, in my life, yeah. but it, I don't know. It's just, it's just really interesting. And, 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 and I can tell like you're, you're a big fan of this kind of shit too, right? So like, yeah. you know like Star Wars and all that stuff. So when you were doing, when you were, when you were working on Star Wars and being a part of these things, was that kind of a good, a big fanboy moment for you or? Well, yes. I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, um, the thing is, it was, I mean, it was only games. Um, and I mean, honestly, LucasArts was, at least in Singapore, I think kind of looked down upon. Mm. Um, because, I mean, in the time I was there, there, there was like, no games that we worked on were actually coming out and, and it was it was just a bit bad timing i guess yeah. um, but of course they were like digging into the archives of the at least the digital archives of, of lucasfilm that was pretty cool um and um yeah it was i mean it was cool to to kind of yeah it's a big like, it's a big contribute. company man <laughs> yeah, contribute to that legacy that was really cool but in a sense, as as we are creatives, it's a bit uh, it's a bit stifling because you you really like the the, the critique I always got from my art director is like that doesn't look Star Wars enough. <laughs> so, uh, oh, uh, you man. can't can't really invent anything new. You kind of have to like half of your reference images are like Ralph McQuarrie, <laughs> like yeah, Ralph McQuarrie and, yeah. and movies, right? Because the movies are really that's the core. Uh, the core, uh, yeah, universe, right? Yeah. We also pull out of the extended universe, but the images are really the core of what we draw on. And um, so, yeah, it's a bit, yeah, well, it's it's fun, of course, but it can also be quite quite uh, annoying sometimes. Oh yeah. Because you don't know how to do what you really want to do. You can't redesign 
the way R2D2 looks, right? So sure. So so with that said, I mean, because I find these same problems, and and so many artists that I know like run into the same exact problem where they work for a company and and they're creating stuff do you think it's just part of our relationship that we have with these companies and these producers and art directors and stuff is it just part of what it is or do you think eventually like everybody will just be able to create what they want and will that be something good you know like i mean i think what i think what makes star wars so amazing um amongst many things i mean it's a simple story right it's it's a real simple story and it's skinned really interestingly. I mean, without Ralph McQuarrie, I mean, who the f who knows if that f movie would have been, if that franchise would have worked. Um, it's the same thing with like Giger and Alien. I don't know if it would have worked, you know. But um, the thing is with this stuff is this exchange, right? Like with with Star Wars, it was so perfect because of the timing, and yeah. and it was a, it was a, in a day and age where it hit perfectly. It was like the perfect home run, and. Um, I think you could probably have something like that now, but I don't know the impact would be so grand. I think because films themselves are, they're a little bit of an older, they're an older, <laughs> they're an older way of doing things. I think you know the exchange. But um, what I'm getting at here is that like I feel I've I have the same complaints and arguments and issues, and you're saying the same thing and you're sounding like an echo of me. <laughs> what do you think? And and the echo of so many of my friends too. What do you think? Um, is like a, a solution to these things like do you think that um, wow. do you think it's like we should all be content creators of our own you know creation is it because like you get to this level where you're able to create worlds where you decide that i should just make my own or is that too egotistical or what do you think it is yeah, i mean it's, it's a deep it's a deep question it's, it's a deep question i mean there are many many the thing is though right i'm I was, I think, I was one of the few ones who really, at least in the office, I was one of the few people who really kind of got annoyed, really annoyed by it, by having to recreate, like, 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 yeah, like recreate Ralph McQuarrie paintings or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was not that bad, but that was kind of it. Um, other people were totally fine with it, so. Sure, yeah, and some people yeah. are okay with that. I wish I could be like that. <laughs> Sometimes it would be easy. It would be nice to switch it off. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, it would be great if there was more unique content. But then, I don't know. We don't have the time to consume that all. Yeah? I mean, you think so? I don't know. It's, it's many. There's many different sides to to it, and it would be. It would. I think if if the big studios could be a bit riskier, if they could be a bit more like brave and, and explore new things and new styles then it'll never happen at 200 million dollars it'll never happen yeah exactly right so yeah uh, it would be great if that would happen just to like a little bit more but of course we want to see existing universes like like um like explore those those worlds a bit more right so i'm, I'm quite happy that they're working on new star wars movies um because i really want to see more of what's going on in that in that universe yeah. and it would and of course they have to stay within that stylistic um frame and, and i welcome that so um and I, I know a lot of people will will really be glad to work on that and, and, and contribute to that but i don't know it's just not me it's just not i mean if i mean if i get called up to do the next star wars movie i mean i'm still going to be all over um but yeah I think I guess going forward, I'm I'm gonna be less and less looking towards those 
uh, opportunities, I think. It's uh, cool to hear. I mean, so that means to me then, like, you're the future of what your desire is is to create your own content or your own exactly yeah. good for you man so so what does that mean and how are you going to go about it well the thing is right um i have i mean it's kind of good and kind of bad that i i don't really plan very far ahead honestly mm-hmm. um so i don't know like five years ago if you told me i would be doing this now i would be probably like calling you <laughs> a liar or whatever um but so I don't really know what's going to happen in five years or where I'm going to be. But one of the things which, but it's like a very personal choice, I guess, is that um, I don't necessarily see myself as like like a, like a like deep born artist, a lifelong artist. Like I want to do this all my life, right? Um, I mean, I, I actually I really I'm, I really admire people who have that goal and, and just to be the best artist they can be and and I really admire that I wish I could I wish I would have that mindset of like okay I'm, I'm I know when I'm like 60 years old I'm gonna sit there and with whatever device we're gonna have at that time to create images I'm gonna create images right um, so I wish I could say that but honestly for me I mean for me it's it's Doing this is an important part of my life, and right now it's like pretty much the only part of my life, because as you know, it takes a lot of time just to, to do this stuff, and it eats up pretty much everything we have. Um, yeah, it's, it's soul devouring. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but I don't know, like, for, for me, I don't know, it's, it's art is not like, uh, uh, being an artist or, or loving the visual arts or, Loving everything that is that is aesthetically pleasing is not about. I mean, it's not about only concept art. The world is so much bigger. There's so much more to do, yes. and concept art shouldn't be the only. Or not, I'm sorry, shouldn't is probably a bad thing. But for me, it's just not fulfilling enough. I don't want to be limiting myself just by doing concept art um, as the only creative outlet. So. I don't know. I'm I'm playing around with lots of different ideas of hey, what else can I do? Like, I I love photography for for many years, and I've been doing that for ages, and it's just kind of rotting on my hard drive. Um, all the photos I took, and I don't know. But then there's fine art. There's I don't know. There's like furniture. There's architecture. There's so many different things of uh, what you what you can do and and what you can do in this life, right? Yeah, but it's I all it's I, all a creative base, though. Yeah, what you I, I would do, be. Right? think I still need a creative outlet no matter what I will be doing but mm-hmm. I mean who knows what it's gonna be right I have I don't know other ideas that verge more on the, on the on the business side not getting too much involved into the business but I don't know doing doing something physical doing something like tangible yeah uh, I don't know opening a, I don't know opening a restaurant opening a cafe and then kind of I don't know bring whatever I do now into that and try to find new ways of I don't know uh, showing artwork or producing artwork I don't know I mean wherever it really will bring me I have no idea right well I guess Um, it's where what makes you happiest you know yeah so who knows right but it could also be in five years I'm still doing what I'm doing today right so it's just really where 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 it's gonna lead me I I don't know I'm just gonna do whatever feels right at that given point right so yeah who knows yeah. what that's going to be uh, it's kind of lofty and 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 very unspecific but 
that's really kind of what I've been thinking about these days. So. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's. I think it's like you said. It's good and bad, you know. So, and I think I completely agree with you. Life shouldn't just revolve around concept art. I think it should. Yeah. When you, I should. I think it totally should. When you're learning your shit, like of course, yeah. that's all that should matter is is that and your family. Um, because that's the only way you're going to get good enough to be able to make a living off of it. Yeah, that's that's another issue, yeah. Yeah, but once you understand it, then it's like, okay, it's time to play now, you know? And now it's and and that, I think that's what happens with a lot of guys, especially like for you, it's like you grew really fast, so you're like, okay, for some some for some people, this will take them like 10 years to get to the level at the speed, you know? So for you, you did a crazy crunch and then you made it happen. And so for you, maybe it's like, okay, I did this and like, I'm liking this, I'm enjoying it. But if something else comes along, I'm okay with that, you know? So that's it. Yeah, that's sure, a definitely. good way. That's a good way to look at it, you know, too. Um, because it'll allow you to be open for new experiences. And I think um, when people start to realize too, that this is just a tool to creating your own shit, yeah. it becomes a whole different ball game, you know? It's like, oh, maybe I'll just like, I'll make my own, my own property or I'll make my own stories and I'll put these illustrations to them so people can yeah. understand my worlds, you know, and then create your own whole universes, you know, it's, and so it's like once you can play with this stuff, then you can actually like use it to your advantage, you know, which it makes it great, which is a cool way of looking at these things, you know, so, which is kind of like what I see with you. And that's interesting that your point of view on it, and it's very mature and it's interesting too. It's it's you're very like all over the place, but at the same time, it sounds it sounds good though. You know, it's good to be like that, um, because yeah, it can be very consuming, and it's a, it's good to be aware that it can be consuming, and it's good to know that, you know, there's more to life than just doing this. You know, so yeah, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So speaking of, do you have like physical outlets that you do? Do you have like do you play sports? Or... That's like the that's like the new standard question you have, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's really vital, and I'm I, I try to I try to be super physical too. Like it's I don't know I, I'd rather if I could split my day up I would do like art like seventy five percent of the time, and then like just doing like jujitsu or riding my bike the rest of it. Yeah, but, you know, obviously spending my time with my family and stuff whenever I can, but you know. Aside from that, that would be my perfect ratio. I can't always yeah. do it, which is a bummer. But do you have physical outlet? Um, I used to go to gym quite regularly, just like um, have like a personal trainer and, and do like your workout or whatever. Um, I used to do that. That was a couple of years ago, though. Then during FZD, I couldn't do anything, and that <laughs> kind of really threw me off. Um, yeah. I still, try, I'm still like trying for the last two and a half years to get into regular. Uh, exercise, but I'm, I'm constantly failing. I did like uh, long distance, like marathon running um, <coughs> about two years ago, but that kind of like, okay, done that, next, uh, what can I do now? And these days I really, it's just really getting my ass up out of the chair and away from the computer and just going out and and I, I ride a bike and I go swimming, I go running. I, I trust, try to do these things at least once a week. That's good. Um, just to get my ass out. I'm way too lazy though. And now <laughs> the, the thing is, this is my first week of like really being freelance. I just quit my job at Ubisoft and now I'm really on my own. Yeah. Um, this is the first week and I can already feel it. This is Thursday and 
I, I, I need to find some kind of, um, yeah, I need to find some kind of outlet because now I don't even need to go out anymore. Yeah. I used to have a long commute, which just forces you to like stand uh, and, and walk around, but now it's like nothing. And uh, I already feel bad, so yeah, yeah I need should, to find yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever works for you, you know. I have, I, I'm gonna, like, yeah, use my bike, and I have a couple of parks near here, so I'm just gonna. Maybe some martial up. arts out there too, huh? Some good martial arts. Um, maybe. I'm pretty sure there's a lot. I just, I just was never really into that. Yeah. I think uh, the the big thing when I was a kid was you get uh, punched you in the face. <laughs> Sorry. You should go get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> then punch people back in the face. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I mean, when you're younger. Yeah, yeah, actually, you, you, there's a lot of different things. Um, um, you can pretty much do any kind of martial arts that you, know, you desire. And, um, we also have capoeira clubs, and, and these are doing quite well. Um, it's, yeah, the, yeah, the dance fighting style. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's me. I'm lazy. I did. I did a lot of different things. I, I played soccer. I, I did dragon boat here in Singapore, and all sorts of stuff. I mean. Nothing ever really stuck though. It's just kind of like, okay, try this. I tried golf. I tried, uh, yeah, who knows what. Yeah, I wonder. If, I wonder how you do it with martial arts. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, maybe you'd really like it. I didn't. I'm that kind. I was kind of similar though. Like, I never, I never really like cared for any sport. To be completely honest, I would ride. I love riding bike. Like, I can ride my bike yeah. for fucking miles. Like, I, lately I've yeah. been riding it for like 50 miles. It's been really freaking nuts. And uh, and then I started doing jujitsu, and man, I, I really connect with that. Um, I think it, it's good for certain people, you know. I think um, it also right. depends on who who you're doing it with, and you know, there's a lot of egos involved. And unfortunately, the people that I do it with are really freaking awesome, and it Ooh. makes it a great experience. So you know, but if I was with a bunch of douchebags, it would suck, you know. So I wouldn't yep. want to do it. So yep. it's about your team and the people you're around and stuff, especially with that. But yeah, maybe you'd like that, you know, but... Yeah, maybe I should give it a try. I, don't know. I mean, the thing is, right, I, I, the only thing I know about martial arts is really what I see on TV. Sure. So, sure. Um, well, jiu-jitsu is like wrestling, but it's incredibly technical wrestling. Okay. So it's not like punching or kicking at all. It's, it's it's about, like, grabbing the other person and, like, debilitating that person. <laughs> but it's not like... it's What's weird is, is, is the transition of getting really good at martial arts is, is like becoming wiser it's not about like being an asshole or being like it actually humbles you more like it actually does the opposite from what people think it does for me at least and for the people that i know that do it it actually humbles you and it makes you um, calm like it relaxes you because nothing's more humbling than getting choked out by like you know a girl that's they're 50 pounds lighter than you you know which is, which is amazing and you know or, or a, a man or whatever you know um because like even like my really close friend giovanni or he he is like um one of the instructors and he he's probably like 50 pounds lighter than me but he's so good he'll he'll freaking tap me out like five times in a seven minute roll you know so which is awesome so it's just for me it, it just is a great exchange you know so and I and I, and when I really like something, I always tell everybody about it. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Spread the word. Spread the word. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I think one of the things that would probably interest me a lot in, in, in martial arts would be something more of the, the the more 
technical aspects of it, learning the the the, the movement and, and mindset that that goes with it. Of I don't know karate or, or tai chi or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, tai chi maybe maybe that is something for me. I don't know. Sure, man. You should give it a try though. I think it might be something that you'd enjoy, especially because like yeah, I don't really like to go to the gym because there's a lot of weirdos there. And I, it's <laughs> oh just, yeah, <laughs> it's a weird it's a really weird thing. I just don't like it. But yeah. I but I can get on my bike and go ride forever because it's I'm by myself, you know, and and, yeah. but, and I do jujitsu because it's like I'm around the right people and stuff. But sure. yeah, like I don't know, maybe it, maybe a martial art would be interesting. Anyways, I'll get off the martial art, freaking <laughs> I'm freaking like pushing it on you, <laughs> like a Jehovah's Witness of martial arts. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, so you were mentioning that you you. Um, jumped away from working at uh, Ubisoft then, huh? Yeah. So is yeah. it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Well, we call it Ubisoft, but okay. I don't know what French people call it, so... Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So, and, and you were working remotely or there's a location out there? Oh yeah, we have a, we have a big, we have a full office here. So oh, okay. It's like 300 people or more, so quite big. Oh wow, it's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. And so that's where, um, like Assassin's Creed and all that stuff's made, or do you do like well, all the games, the racing games, and all that stuff too? We we, we do a very specific. I mean, we have uh, Ghost Recon, which is kind of like an online shooter. Um, pew 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 pew. Yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> one team that works on it. It's fully done in Singapore and. <clears throat> it's an online like i think free to, free to play kind of business model i don't know mm. um and then assassin's creed is made by like seven different studios with like a thousand people so wow. um, we're just like part of it so we have like i think about 100 or, or whatever here in singapore that Jeez. worked on it and um well the, the good thing is that that um it, when you're in montreal or if you're like in the in the, in the studio that, that headlines the project I mean, the the teams are kind of like um, like I don't know. There's a team that does like part two, and then they jump a few targets, and they do part four, and they jump a few targets, and they do part seven or whatever. And you have many teams to kind of um, do that do that project and stay with it all the time. Whereas we are kind of uh, we can, we work on every single like Assassin's Creed, and then mostly we come on in the late pre-production and then production phase to really like make it happen. So a lot of the people who have been here for like five years or, or so, they have worked on pretty much every single Assassin's Creed. So it's pretty good if you want to get a lot of titles really quickly on your resume. Sure. So it, it can be a bit annoying though because you're like in perpetual crunch. So um, it can be really taxing. And I know a lot of people who got, who got really burned out there. Yeah, because so. it's constantly demanding. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so you go from one production to the next. Yeah, um, and, and so you were there for a little bit, and then you decided to jump away and do it on. Yeah, your I was. Why yeah, was, was that? Like, because you're getting contacted by a lot of people, and you realize that you can oh, just do it on so, yourself. Or... There's a there's a couple of reasons, right? So I was there like about eight months in Ubisoft, so it was shorter than I initially thought. Um, but I, I've been doing. I mean, I think it was about in the beginning when I graduated, I, I didn't get contacted by anyone for freelance work, so. I had like maybe like one job or whatever for the entire year of 2011 and then um, nothing really happened and uh, but suddenly it was around when was it like late last year I just 
I, I guess I, I, my, my, my stuff was at a, at a like, point where it was good enough for people to contact me. And then, yeah, I have been pretty much constantly like part-time freelancing since late last year. And um, the workload got, I mean, sometimes quite intense, especially if you have a full-time job. Oh, yeah. So I was basically having two full-time jobs. <laughs> for like a year and that's just wow. really annoying yeah and you're not afraid to work that's good well <laughs> yeah I mean, you kind of have to and especially in the beginning I, I was at a stage where I like I just had to say yes to pretty much everything that got that, that came in yeah um, just to to build my reputation and to to build myself up and of course if you work a lot you get better a lot faster right yeah so I did that for a year and I was like okay this this business model is not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I, I I had my spreadsheets and I was. I don't know. Maybe it's the German side of me, but I I, I ran my <laughs> very numbers. German. <laughs> yeah, I was running my numbers and I was like, okay, uh, with part-time freelance, I'm making more money than with my full-time, like, in-house job. Yeah. Uh, I think I need to change something here. So. Good for you. Um, so yeah, I made the jump. Um, so German, well, dude. That's so German. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it goes, right? I That's mean, awesome. It's not now. It's Thanksgiving time and Christmas, so things slow down a bit, which is actually quite good. So I can, I can, I can focus some of my some more on my own stuff. Yeah, um, I'm sure and, the German side of you saved money away anyway. So of course I did. <laughs> no, I, that was a very cousin. That's why I freaking love that about the German culture. I'm I'm half German actually. It's part of my heritage, so oh, I, I freaking love that stuff. I mean, I'm a huge fan of like BMW and stuff like that too. So I'm a big auto automotive guy too. So the, the whole idea of that country is crazy, man. It's also really crazy too because I was out there recently, and um, they're educating me on the country and stuff. And a crazy thing that I found out um, is that. Um, Europe in general is, is kind of in the shit because of the euro and all the yeah. the debt and like countries like Greece and stuff. And the crazy thing is that Germany is uh, bailing everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, is like funny. which which is a trip because another really weird thing for me is I come from you know America obviously, and there's crazy amounts of like patriotism and like country pride and it's like yeah fucking America like go fuck yourself you're not American you know like yeah. I don't that's not my motto but that's how most Americans are, but in Germany because you know all the wars and Hitler and all that crazy horrible shit, like there's a huge shame. And, and it's like yeah. it's we it's was a freaking really weird yeah, for me um, to see that because like when if when I was in Berlin I was like man people must be so proud of like the things that they've accomplished like this city is so beautiful and the things and, and then there's like I was just talking to some of them it was just really interesting for me um, being an outsider looking in this weird cultural shame from you know the past it's just yeah. like kids and generations are grown and, and raised up in this whole um weird thing man i mean i i get it you know i freak the holocaust is, is horrible it's like yeah. the worst you know but what's really weird is is carrying that shame you know and in that whole the baggage that that creates and so you you have a whole generation of people that are born into this country that you know had no part in this and they're still bearing the shame of it. It's really interesting, man. It's a trip from from American perspective. Yeah. It's a weird, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's getting more. It's it's becoming more, more and more of a problem, though. I think. What's that? I mean, it's, I mean 
the, the, the whole shame thing that we carry that on and on. I mean, it's it, you still it's still weird to to in, encounter Germans who say they're proud of being Germans. Yeah, um, that's, I would, because you yeah. always get that. Yeah, you always get that that oh, Nazi Germany kind of uh, thing in the back of your mind. But I don't know. I don't think that's that's necessarily good. I think we need to. The world needs, needs to get over that and and, and yeah. To, I can I see why people would hold on to it. I totally understand. You know, there's yeah, still people that are alive that had to suffer through those and, and, and horrible experiences. But yeah. these kind of things socially happen because of this shame. You know, like this stuff happens from oppression and people wearing this shit. And it, and it doesn't do anything good for anybody, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's really in, in, incredibly valuable and important to remember the past and acknowledge it. But there's a difference between that and, and wearing it daily, you know? So that's just yeah. my opinion, you know? And, and yeah. it's, and it's not like I say, I think that, you know, like I'm telling if, if you're listening here and, and you're Jewish or you're sensitive to this subject, I'm not saying that it's good or nothing. I'm just saying that it's really interesting for a country to wear that shame for the new generations and stuff. And, yeah. and I think it's just, it's, it's more counterproductive than, than positive, you know? So that's, that's yeah. my opinion on that, though. It's just—it's really interesting, though. Uh, it was fucking crazy. I, I can't wait to go back. I'm gonna go out to Barcelona in May. Oh, nice! That's an amazing city. I've heard such great things. Fun. Yeah, I'm speaking yeah. at a huge conference out there, so I'm super excited. I got nice. Yeah, I got a big thing to do with that, so it's gonna be really scary. Yeah, take, take some time to explore the city. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring my girls. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, and then I mean, bring your girls and the nightlife. Uh, it, it's but it's very nice. It's very nice. Just yeah. sitting outside in the evening, and uh, the pedestrian zone, and just I don't know, seeing all the the, the, the street artists, the street musicians, and the so cool. the, the general like um, how do you say like like um, like the joy of living kind of they really they really have that down there in Barcelona. Yeah, everybody's just like. Yeah, it's just so much fun to be around these people. So there's a real, there's a real interesting thing. I've been all over the states. I'm, I've been to almost all this, the the states in our in my country. I've traveled around to like um, southern parts of Mexico, like Guatemala and Belize and all that stuff. I haven't been to Canada, but the first time I went to Europe, which is Berlin, and I and I actually landed, I think in. Um, Frankfurt and stuff so I was like, kind of cruised around there a little bit but my experience with Europeans and just Berlin and stuff in general it's very progressive um, the acceptance of things is really interesting the progressiveness of, of the acceptance of certain things I just thought was really interesting I was a lot a lot more socially um, ahead than America I felt on certain things which is really interesting so it was cool man it was really awesome I can't wait to go back I, I felt like I mean I, I love I think the closest thing Berlin was to me in the States was uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, oh, really? San Francisco is a great city, but yeah. Ber Berlin for me, it just trumped the shit out of every state, every city I've ever been in the States. It was just so much cooler on so many different levels. It's probably just because it's new to me though, you know, so, and the weather was great too. I, I hear the weather gets really shitty, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For that, you have to go to Munich. Munich, uh, I mean, Munich is often called the the northernmost city of Italy. So, um, we we are blessed with a lot of like relatively good weather. Germany in, in general is shit. Uh, it's just nine months. It's just really dark and gray and like yeah, shit weather. Depressing. But yeah. uh, when it comes, then we have really nice weather. It's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. 
I live here in Singapore. It's very different. So. Yeah. What's the, so I, I mean, I've heard a lot of really amazing things about there. I'm trying to work out a way to get out there so I can come see everybody and maybe do a talk or something. I don't know, but, um, yeah. I hear it's such a cool city out there, man. So what's your experience there? Well, um, I mean, there's many good things and many bad things. I feel. I mean, no country is perfect. No city is perfect. Of course, and yeah. Singapore for sure is not perfect, but um, I mean, the good thing is that it's it's sunny all year round. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's though it's freaking hot all year round. It's more the accurate description. It can get really annoying, especially if you're here for a longer time. You don't. You don't feel the seasons passing. There's no change. It's just hot all year round. It just <laughs> yeah. rains a little bit more. Tropical, once in a yeah. yeah. When the monsoon hits, and um, but I mean, then again, it's just it's just really nice. You don't really have to care about what you're gonna wear, and um, which is good for men and bad for women, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I walked around in sweatpants all day today. Yeah, we had, we had swimming pool. I can I can go swimming like in during Christmas time or whatever um, outside so that's that's just one of the nice things yeah how's um, the culture how are the people for you like your yeah that's 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 the bit the, the bit that is kind of annoying I mean it's it's a really they have a really strong economy and, and a lot of money going around and everything is constantly being rebuilt and uh, there's so much money just just here in, in the area the thing is though that the money gets to people's heads and and if you're not careful, it also gets to your head, and then at some point, all you care about is money, because con consume like consumption and and spending and and, and stuff is just all there is here. That's the problem. The, the country does not really have any any rich cultural legacy. Like there's no like um, subculture in terms of music, in terms of art. Um, it's very every like all the movies are getting like the movies are getting censored. Um, if you buy the DVDs here, or pornography is not allowed. Um, Boo. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things that, that, people, that, that are done by the government, and that it, it creates a really weird um, feeling. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people, like experts here that, that I know that live longer here, we all compare it to like it's like a big hotel, or it's like a bit like Disneyland. It's mm -hmm. all. It's all fake. I hate that it's, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not like we're like uh, North Korea, and we're going to be sent to prison camp if if we don't. If we, that's brutal if we don't, place. Um, 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 listen, right? But it's 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 sometimes a bit. Um, you, you you miss the freedom you have in in, in Europe and America, I think. Mm. Um, so it, it's. I mean, you kind of realize why they do it. I mean, the, the economy in the country runs exceptionally well. It's just sometimes um, Machine, the huh? human aspect is is, is being is, is left uh, on the road. So, yeah. um, but it's it's the good thing is it's easy for foreigners to live here. It's 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 very comfortable to to travel in and out and to just get a like work permit to set up your company and all that kind of stuff is really easy for foreigners. That's cool. Um, so yeah, if 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 you're in here to 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 here yeah, make some money, they're gonna definitely let you in, right? Yeah. Um, it's just um like I, I have a lot of European friends here, and we talk a lot. We, we're all like kind of we like like uh, we like uh, I don't know like non-mainstream music, non-mainstream movies, and we're having a hard time of just 
getting that. It's like you have almost no concerts here of any sort. You have like, I don't know, like Metallica. That was like the, the event of the year. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but then you have nothing else. You don't have that in between and the, the small bands. You don't have. We have no like art house cinema. We have just like all the big movies playing in all the same cinemas and there you go really man cool. there's your business right there man you create yeah, the first wish, art house cinema and out there you fucking kill it if you I, can get yeah, the sensor process through i bet though that's, that's what we thought like what's needed but then i don't know we realized that it's as much the the population's disinterest as much as the uh, the businessmen's or the government's like uh, i don't know um, conservatism that 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 kind of stops this place from being more interesting mm. it's like it's like feeding one another then huh people are yeah just, like, people just want to be shallow and consume just yeah that's sad so i don't know super you... gross yeah yeah but there's a lot there's a lot of that everywhere you know there's a lot of aimless consumption everywhere i mean especially like right now in the in, in the states there's like fucking black friday and shit it's so stupid you know about oh yeah that? you know about that it's just it's disgusting yeah, yeah. it's like yeah it's gonna go and the horrible thing is is the, the country is like it's we have thanksgiving and, and the whole thing of thanksgiving is fucked up anyways but the idea that it it's supposed to be like gathering around people and friends and family and loving one another and, and experiencing time together and, and sharing food in time you know and, and now it's like this whole consumerism is so freaking disgusting that it's like they kept pushing that black friday back and back because like one company would be like oh we'll just we'll start our black friday at this time and then they keep <laughs> fucking with it and now they're pushing it into thanksgiving so people aren't even spending time with their families are just going yeah. standing out in line of fucking walmart or something spending <laughs> spending money they don't have on stupid shit that nobody cares about except them maybe it's a tv or something it's not like i don't know it's just really gross so for me i mean i have a lot of opinions about a lot of stuff and maybe because i'm getting older or something i don't know but i just i think that's unhealthy you know like at the end of the day you know even like what we're talking about like the art and all that stuff that's very important to us but you know like you're married right so you said yeah. yeah so like your the love and the time that you have with your wife is really important you know yeah and the family and all that kind of stuff it's it's, it's an important thing and when you start to like put a tv in front of that or you know yeah. a distraction <laughs> it gets really you get really it gets confusing you know and i get it i get why people do that people want to be disconnected or they want to be distracted because life isn't always you know the way they want it to be but it's just it's just gross and it's weird it's, i mean it's it's a bummer that it happens everywhere but it's just it's easy when money can take a hold of you and it's easy for to get stuck in that you know so because it's tempting you know but yeah. at the end of the day it's about people and the relationships that you make and you know exactly yeah yeah it's just, uh, here it feels sometimes you just cannot escape from it there's no alternative to it. Like the the biggest, like the the biggest pastime here in Singapore is just um, because it's so hot. People need a place where they have, where which is air conditioned. So people flock either to the cinemas or to the shopping malls, mm -hmm. and that's all there is. If you want to go anywhere else, then within the first two weeks, you have seen all the museums and all the art galleries that are there. So that's kind of. It's the sad part. There's just nothing else. If you really want to see something new or something different and want to get out of it, you have to like 
leave the country. It's wow. easy enough, but still, sometimes you just don't want to go to the airport and don't want to go into a, uh, an airplane and take a flight somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, it's but crazy. it's it's changing. So it's stuff like this just takes a long time to change. It's just culture takes a ton of time. It takes revolution. Yeah, just, it takes change. Uh, yeah. It, it takes a lot of angry people to make certain things happen, you know. So, I mean, just think of the culture and the culture that was destroyed and the culture that was built, you know, after all these wars, you know. It's just really interesting, you know, um, and how, how much it takes for things. It's just, it's weird now looking at the world and the grand scheme of the little bit of the blink of a time, of an eye that we've been on this planet with things that are happening, you know, and, and the general, like the way that world is changing based off the internet and, and exchange of data and information and ideas. It's, it's crazy. It's really, really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting with that, with all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm going off on a really random tangent, <laughs> but this, this, this is, this is the stuff that interests me the most really yeah. to be completely honest, you know, yeah. like, you know, we can talk about like, what kind of brush do you use? But <laughs> honestly whatever change the world, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and either with this conversation too i noticed on your site that you um you got some of your work on kotaku that website yeah that was that was really early on though actually cool is that, that kind of help you um i mean you, you never really know i mean I, I don't ask my clients where they heard about me okay although sometimes i really want to um do you think that's rude to, to ask that I, I don't know it's, it's, it's kind of maybe after the job is is, is 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 done and everything it's it's okay but i don't know don't you think it's a bit strange yeah i wouldn't do it in the beginning but i would yeah. do it i would definitely do it at the end yeah if you have if you have a good relationship with them and then it's kind of like oh by the way yeah but um kotaku i don't know because unfortunately they just picked up my stuff without me knowing, of course, and they chose images that I probably would not have chosen. <laughs> so um, it was really early on. I don't think that in particular helped me that much. Sure. It's more, I think, like concept art world is, is often frequented by, by people looking for yeah, concept, concept artists for their projects. So I, a lot of people tell me, oh, I saw your stuff on concept art world. And thankfully, these guys are update, updating it all the time. So it's really, that really helps. That really helps. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's just another hub, you know. I've, oh, had, yeah. I've had some stuff on there. It was really interesting to see the way that transitioned and stuff. And it was it was just, it was really interesting, you know, the the internet success, you know, it's just weird. Um, but it's you, can not, never, you can never pinpoint it because. It's not like, oh, the stuff goes live on, on, on whatever, Kotaku, and then, like, I don't know, in the next few days, you're going to get sorry, lots and lots of um, emails from big directors wanting to work with you, right? It's just, oh, it's very, like, it, it takes some time. It takes a couple of months. And at that point, you can't really know anymore what helped you the best. And I, I just always think, be everywhere, and then, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, some, something's gonna work out. So. You, what you said, you don't, you don't know what helps you the best. I know what helps you the best is doing fucking awesome work. That's it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, 
if you if you do it and then keep it to yourself, it's not gonna help you, right? You really have to. Yeah, um, well, that's like spread it, right? Yeah, so. spread it like peanut butter. Yeah, and <laughs> get it out there, you know, and, and show people what you're capable of. If, if that's the business side of things, you know, but it's cool to hear though that um, because you know your background in, from Germany and stuff and the numbers game and stuff because. That's very much a German characteristic. It's like, you know, I want to analyze this shit to, you know, like till my mind splits, you know, because I want to understand the math of it, you know. But um, it's cool that you seem to have a really good sense of, you know, wanting to be personal about it or having a good, a good purpose, you know, like not just not just the numbers or making a company that's sustainable. It's 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 about like making yourself so you feel like you're enjoying your life, you know. Yeah. it's a challenge not everybody can get that you know but oh, yeah. it's, it's it's all choices you know all this stuff breaks down into to the choices that you make you know Definitely. and so let's see so you're doing freelance now um yeah so it's, it's too new to really kind of talk about that but it, it should be fun <laughs> yeah. it should be it should be fun for you though it should be a fun experience yeah it's a change it's a big change um, i feel like I'm, a, I'm in a transition period right now so it's kind of like okay how do i organize my day uh and, and really, yeah, be disciplined about it, right? Yeah, you really need. breathing down your neck. Yeah, you really need to get this book called "Manage Your Day to Day." I've mentioned it a lot on this podcast. Yeah, okay, I have to. Yeah, <laughs> I have to write that down. It's fucking awesome. It'll really, cool. really help you um, get the fundamental, this kind of like foundation that you're gonna need, so you don't like. I mean, I have to probably reread it again. I'm really thick-headed and stupid, I think, so I constantly make the same problems. <laughs> I'm a bit insane, I think. That's the definition of insanity, is keep doing the, the same thing, expecting different results. But <laughs> this this book um, really helped me just kind of see, like, oh, okay, like, I should try this. Or, you know, cool. it gives a really good foundation, um, especially for um, a person that's in your transitional period or for people like myself or just people in general, but it works really well for the freelancer because it's all about like managing your time and how to make the best of it and then how to make like, give your, like how to have a better life, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because that's all that really matters, you know? Like the reason why we do this is to have a better life, you know? So hopefully not, not falling into the abyss of like, you know, it'll because because i fell into it pretty hard and a lot of my friends and different freelancers did as well i, I wish i had this book and read it before all this i would have it would have really helped me um but yeah give that book a go man it's really good um they, there's they're the authors of this whole i think it's a uh, behats they make they made behats i think that's what it okay. is. yeah and so they have like they have a bunch of books um they have like four other ones um i read I've read two of them, I think, and they're both fucking awesome. So, like, I recommend them to everybody that does creative stuff or just cool. wants to take more control over their time and their life. Because I think maybe you're getting it too. Is is I'm seeing it heavily the past couple of years. It's like I'm getting older and like time is fleeting, and I'm like, oh man, oh, yeah. like I got to be really careful about every move because it's like you know, there's only so much time now, so. <laughs> yeah, every, every year seems to go faster, and I just can't believe it's November, end of November again. Yeah, yeah, it's Christmas time's already coming around. That's that's how I judge it. It's like, oh, it's time to get presents and stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, that yeah. was fast. <laughs> but yeah, it comes around, and it's it's cool though. Yeah, 
you're also I also saw that you're in um, the nothing but Mac book. Are you? Are yeah, you in the the new one. Sick. Me too, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, I saw your stuff there, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, you're not supposed to talk about it. Right? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah. I think we can talk about it a little bit. I think. Lauren yeah. might come and hunt us down. No, Lauren is always like talk about the no like talk about the book or why didn't he do the book or ask him about why he didn't do a drawing in the book yeah, so, yeah. but uh, no that's cool man that's that's a it was how did that come about for you did they did lauren just hit you up it was yeah i mean how did it happen i knew about the book and and of the, the first one mm-hmm. um and it was sometime i think I, I came on a bit late in the in the overall production process I think around April maybe mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think Lawrence saw one of my images that was used in you know the Imagine FX uh, magazine yeah I saw that you were in that too you did so I, too. I, they, they, I did a tutorial for them but a bit later they had this special issue on uh, on yeah Macs and robots and they they uh, I contributed one image that I had anyway in the book and then I think Lauren must have seen that one. And then he asked me if I wanted to join first the uh, the blog. <coughs> Sorry. And um, after that, shortly after that, he just hey, we need uh, you want to you want to join the book? And, and then yeah, sure. Yeah. And cool. I think I went from one piece to two pieces, and then now I have like three pieces in there. So it's pretty pretty cool. You selfish bastard. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I did the same thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, if you want more? And I'm like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's cool because yeah, the people that are in there. Yeah, I kind of lost my shit when he asked me. I was like, oh fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's got a bunch of my friends in there. Yeah, that's cool, man. Congratulations and and thanks to Lauren. Lauren's a big fan of uh of the podcast too, so he probably is listening to this. So thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. The new the new the new book is just uh really 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 good not that the first one was bad but i think the second one is passes more variety i think yeah people really like you have james gurney in there who does his own thing and then you have this crazy like uh like 3d stuff from from yeah all the all the crazy folks and uh, it's really cool yeah 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 that's what kind of what sparked a lot of stuff for me because i didn't want to I wanted to do something totally different than everybody was going to do. So that's what spawned, yeah. that's what spawned my whole project actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it was like doing that. I didn't I didn't want to necessarily do what everybody was doing. So yeah. I wanted to be different. So and that's <laughs> I mean, it was it was cool. So through that experience it led me into all this other stuff. And now I'm like in a black hole of madness, so it's awesome. <laughs> but no, that's it's cool, man. I'm excited for that book to come out. And and if you're listening, you're into like concept art and to mech and stuff, you probably already know about the blog. But you should check out the book for sure. There's already one that's out. It's in, it's on Amazon, and I think it's in at Design Studio Press's website too. So I'm totally doing a shameless plug on the book. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's for a good cause, right? You should buy it anyway because we don't get any money for that. Yes. All goes to charity. Yep. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's which, pretty good. Which that's what really sold it to me because I was like, yep. okay, what's the deal with this? And then when he was explaining it, it's all for charity. You know, like obviously they have to pay for making it, but the profits and stuff go to charity. Yep. For me, that's 
fuck, if I could just create all day and make a living and then just give the rest of everything I can to people that need it, I'm there every day, dude, I don't care. You know, so many people that need help in this world, you know, so it's a cool thing, man. Yeah, definitely. So we get to be nerds and make nerdy shit and then, exactly. <laughs> and then, we'll then help people out. So it's a really good situation. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. Is And then I also saw that you're in uh, Digital Art Masters, the book, too. Yeah, the latest one. That's freaking cool, man. It's like, yeah, it is. That's like Bible shit for the concept nerds. <laughs> it's, I think it's good to to just submit your stuff to these. I mean, Digital Art Masters, they kind of hit you up and ask you for a tutorial, but like getting your stuff into these art annuals like expose and, and spectrum i think it's pretty it's pretty important to 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 get visibility yeah yeah that's a that's, if anything it's just it's just a really big accomplishment i think and it's a flattering thing those are the books that kind of started it for me so it's like that's exactly. really cool that's a really cool thing you know like um i'm sure that must have been really a special moment for you and oh yeah you definitely that was a big thing so are some of these moments when you get asked to do these books or work oh yeah things are these are these some of the most memorable stuff for you or well i mean it's it's the same thing like oh i'm in the credits of some movie right i mean you're just one name under like ten thousand. and same with the books you just one image under like 500 <laughs> yeah i don't know it's still it's it's a bit more personal with the book i think personally you're allowed to take a little bit of pride in that right it's sure. everybody has different goals but i mean it's it's a nice accomplishment right yeah um, to be more more than anything i think it's being part of the the, the community and and of, of yeah of content creators and and i mean the the online community of the people who, who work in this industry is really strong and, and it's it's yeah more, it's really nice to be part of that and these books provide something tangible yeah. to otherwise very digital life that we're living. So, um, for you even more, right? You, I mean, you really, it's, it's really not tangible in, in, in what you do, right? The designs you do, it's just, uh, isn't it sometimes frustrating for you? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, of course. No, I mean, I, I speak my mind. So yeah, of course, man. Yeah, it's challenging. And that's why I, I, I'm changing a lot of things in the, in the process of which I do things. So, but yeah, man, absolutely. Um, it's a challenge, you know, but yeah, I think, think that with getting in these books or being in these magazines and stuff, because I did an Imagine Effects one too. It was, it was, it was a lot of work, dude. I didn't realize, yeah, fuck, man, I was like working my ass off for that thing. I was like, yeah. how many hours am I putting this thing? <laughs> but I, but I wanted to do it because that magazine was a part of who I became, you know, like it was a part of my beginnings, you know? So I felt like it was important for me to, to, to cross that line. Oh, yeah. It's just cool, man. It's just, it's, it's so flattering too, you know? So yeah. But you know, for me, I, I don't know. I mean, I've only been doing this for so long, but I've been a fan of this stuff for a while. So it's just kind of, it's a cool experience to be on the other side of it, you know, as little oh, yeah. as it is, you know, so. And for you, like, um, for all these, these accomplishments and stuff, it seems like, did you have these as goals or did they just kind of fall on your lap? Well, uh, my goals, yeah. Because it sounds like your goals are kind of all over the place, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think my goal, I, I still want to, like, um, 
like one of my big goals um, with getting with doing concept design and stuff was was working in the movie industry, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, so not that I dislike video games, I, I I played a lot of those and and um, I'm I'm still happy with where I am right now because I'm 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 a bit more skewed towards video games at the moment. Um, since that's where I have most of my contacts and it's just these days there's more money in video games. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of what the companies want to spend. Um, but yeah, the big goal was still movies. So the, all the books, I honestly, I looked at them. I, I wasn't a big collector of art books, to be honest. Um, How dare you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was with you. So, uh, um, it's kind of it's kind of arrogant to say they kind of just fall in my lap. Um, for a lot of the art annuals, of course, I I, I applied and, and sent my stuff there, and then I was really happy when I was picked. But for a lot of the Imagine Effects stuff, and they just contacted me, so I just said, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do it, right? Yeah. Um, but it was not like on my on my bucket list. I think. Uh, I mean, actually, my bucket list changes a lot. How I, how I, uh, like spend more time in this industry so hollywood is still one of my big goals um to to contribute to to some movies there yeah you should um, you'll be you do good on it man but more more than i mean not more but equally important i think it's gonna be just yeah just do my own project right i mean i i look at i look at some some uh, people like like Otomo or whatever who did Akira, right? Oh, and he did that yeah. thing by himself. And we had you know, helpers the, though. We had the, helpers. Drawing, everything, right? So. No, he had help though. So it wasn't. Oh all yeah. But, yeah. But, <coughs> I mean, he would. Um, he had assistants and stuff. Like I think he would always draw the buildings and stuff. From what I hear. Oh, he'd, but, he'd... Yeah, but it's still kind of his baby, right? So. Of course, it's amazing. I'm not trying to say it's not amazing. That's a yeah, huge. Cool. I mean, I have the collection looking at me every day. It's on my bookshelf, and it's always. Yeah, all six. It's... All six. Do you have the, the... Because in, in Germany we had a, a colored one that was broken up in 26 parts, and we had the black and white one that had six. Uh, yeah. Six ones. So. I only yeah. have the. I don't have the color ones. I just have the six huge books. I, I prefer the black and white ones. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah. crazy. Damn, that's crazy shit, dude. So, so those kind of things have that have more appeal, I think, yeah. for us yeah. to, to to do like something completely, but not completely by ourselves. But it's kind of like our brainchild, and because we still work for someone else, right? We still visualize the vision of of, of some other guy, right? So, but I think the next. Like the biggest dream is probably just yeah do something by yourself right you like the the head of it you you direct it um whether that be a movie or something else right who knows yeah yeah, yeah. it'll yeah. become what it becomes you know like <laughs> exactly you know, i think when like tim guys like tim burton were making stuff they weren't thinking it was going to be like i'm going to make nightmare before christmas or something yeah it's, it's, it, it becomes what it becomes you know and i think yeah. the, the most important thing is that you love it um, you can tell like when a director really loves the characters or when it when when a story is being told that's done with love um, you can tell the difference between that and a movie that's told without it you know and I think it's the same for everything else you know it's re- what's really interesting to me is is humans and and how we interact with with exchanging of images and, and, and visuals and music it's like we can instantly tell if you really know what you're looking for, if it's sincere or not. It's crazy. 
So yeah, it's an interesting exchange. Um, yeah, man. Well, we're getting closer to the time where I need to ship off because I got some stuff yeah, I need yeah. to do, and I don't want to end this short. I think this conversation has been fucking really cool because you, you got a lot to, <laughs> yeah. you have a lot of things to bring to the table, and you've done a lot of stuff. And it's, and it seems like you're just getting started, which is ridiculous when I work look at your work. So it's awesome because it's just going to be if you continue to do it, it's just going to be a lot of really great muse coming from you for anybody that is starting out that really wants to do this kind of stuff do you have any advice for them or um wow um <clears throat> well thanks first of all uh, for having me here and it, it's been it's really cool to just yeah talk to talk to different people and um, yeah it's, it's really it's really it feels like i know you a lot better because i'm listening to like pretty much all the podcasts but it's cool man um, still it's um it's very cool uh, advice for people who start out well like I, I get a lot of people through FCD I get a lot of people asking me like oh like I want to go study there and how, how do you do it and what's the industry like and and mm, the, the things I always tell people a lot of them ask about age um, but I, I don't know I, I think it doesn't really matter honestly I mean I have I've seen people in their mid-30s do this and like yeah, be now in the industry. So I mean, there's really no limit. It's just if you're good, you just have to be damn good. Yeah. Like, um, I think a lot of like what I hear most often is is people that they kind of like drawing. They like to do it as a hobby, but they're not they're not prepared to to really like see it as a job. I think it, it it's it takes some of the the, the romanticism out of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's 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 a job, and you really need to. It's not so much that you should focus on the money and on the money side of it that yeah. you just do it for for the money, um, but that you realize what it takes uh, to have this as a job. That a lot of professionalism is involved. Um, a lot of yeah, like because if it's a hobby, you can just stop doing it if you don't like it. But if you do it as a job just got to finish the job and you have to do it um, because you're getting paid for it um, so that oftentimes um, I don't think people realize that um, so gotta, yeah that's you, you got to de dedicate everything to it yeah you got to give your life to it or it won't work exactly right yeah. so especially for something time-consuming as, as what we do yeah and and the competitive too it's fucking oh yeah crazy it's competitive crazy. A lot of people get discouraged by that, that, oh, there's so many big, like, there's so many cool guys out there that do it so much better than I do. Um, Maybe for the but, time being, but if you keep going, yeah. not not so much. Yeah, Every, I mean, that, that's what's really cool. There's a really great saying that I always remember, um, and, and I think about um, with Frazetta, he's one of my favorite artists because it's just yeah. how massive of work he, he created and the amount of impact he created, but... He would say because there are so many people ripping off his work or trying to do his style. Yeah. He, he would say like, "Why be a, a second or why be a, a second-rate Frazetta when you could be a first-rate yourself? You know, like a first-rate you." And and so when you're when you're looking at this wall of like amazing work, don't be discouraged by it. Just find your own niche. You know, exactly. Find out what you love because I guarantee you, not everybody's is going to have the same amount of ingredients that you love you know and you're going to be able to put all that stuff in together and then you're going to get a lot of love from other people 
I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, especially like we're talking about with the MacBook. Like, I did it totally weird style, and, and, it, yeah. worked, and it worked out. And I was yeah. like, it felt good because it was, that's, <laughs> I was combining all the things that I love. Yeah. Like the manga and all that stuff, you know? So, yeah. But yeah. Sorry, I jumped in on your thing. I was like, hey, how about you give advice? And I was like, oh, let me give advice. Well, <laughs> you just tell me but to shut it's, up. It's I think, yeah, the other, the other thing that I get asked is like, oh, how do you, how do you do, how do you get there? Yeah. And it, people, like I, I tell them, this is work. You just need to work and work and, and put in the hours. And, and But I, I know that it's, it's so hard when you get starting out. You, you don't see that. You don't. You can't imagine how just by working a lot you can get there, but it just kind of happens, right? Yep. So as long as you're dedicated and you, you put in the hours, it's you're definitely going to be better at the end of it. Totally, you're going to be right? amazing if you keep going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, Da Vinci or Otomo or Shiro and all these. They have a different plane of existence. They don't. I think they, they look that's <laughs> out. I don't know. I think it's just it's the amount of the level of dedication, and 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 and, and like what I was talking about earlier is is a, is a form of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I think that guys on their level of intelligence are able to see rhythms and patterns and things and learn faster and adapt and react and, and evolve faster. Mm-hmm. So they're able to get through certain things but also it's it these guys didn't make their name or their legacy by not being hard workers so yeah. it's a lot of it's it's intelligence it's observ- observation it's um analysis self-analysis and until you can really figure out your rhythm you know and what you can contribute you know but yeah all the greats man they all have these interesting characteristics and it all comes from that yeah. I, I believe you know that's my opinion you i'm know, pretty so. sure yeah, but I mean, it, we were just talking about the nerdy shit of art, you know, like, get, <laughs> we can get into some really crazy stuff with, like, you know, scientists and shit and, 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 and people that are contributing to humanity in a different yeah. form of light, you know, but, yeah, man, yeah, I, I completely echo what you're saying, dude, I agree, and, and you're, you're fucking a prime example of that, if you, if anybody is listening that has a doubt about, you know, like you said, you didn't even draw, and then you went to the school and you killed yourself for it. And then, I mean, damn, dude, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I, I, crazy. I don't know how, how, how I got through it. I have no idea. Well, it's good. Looking back, it's all a blur. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. And yeah, like you said, you got you got a, you got a ton of, of growth to make, but at the same time, it's yeah. You know, it's just gonna get bigger and better, you know, as you yeah. go. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited to sit in the sidelines and just enjoy it. And hopefully, you decide to. Oh, make likewise, it. likewise. I'm pretty sure you have lots of stuff in the making, so. Exciting, yeah. Lots of, <laughs> lots of, lots of fun coming up. But, yeah, man, awesome. Well, um, I'll be sure to have the links to your work and your blog and everything, Great. which is really Thank nice you. and clean, which is really smart too. Um, yeah it's a smart way to present your work it's incredibly clean and, and it gets right to the point which is great exactly. um, and your work is big enough and visible it works well I hope so. So. yeah it's good so people that okay. are n- n- newer people or people that are listening that um, this and going to look at a site um, 
compare your site to the cleanliness of his because it's, it's a great prime example of how to really show your work so yeah man awesome yeah dude well, yeah. what's it well, it was great talking to you you too buddy and keep in touch man definitely definitely yeah lots of big things coming up dude <laughs> sure. okay yeah well have a good night you too dude. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like one o'clock now I'm going to draw a little bit and then go to bed. Wow, Watch yeah. some Ghost in the Shell or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. dude. And was it Avita Sen? Avita Sen? Avita Sen, yeah. Yeah, Avita Sen. And then Dunka <laughs> Shen yeah. is uh, thank you, right? Sorry? Dunka Shen is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you remember you remembered a lot. I, no, just two words, dude. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. There was more, but I couldn't remember the rest of it. But too late, too yeah. late for that. It's crazy ass language, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, it's really hard to learn. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's cool, you can though. only speak to Germans, Austrians, and Swiss. So that's it. It's not very. Not Spanish. That's better. Chinese. Yeah, because dominant or English. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool, man. Well, have a great day, and, and thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Cheers, brother. Keep rocking it. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. Ciao. typical number with a typical amount of loud and low passages.